I recognized very early on in this process that I was going to need to make some changes. I just did not have the capacity to continue doing all the things that I used to do. Hey, and welcome to the Millennial Health Podcast. I'm Dr. J. Cherie Allen, a board-certified family physician who's passionate about the health of my fellow millennials. I know we're booked and busy, but your first wealth is your health. So I'm taking some of my most important health messages and bringing them here to you on this podcast. My goal is to share some valuable information and draw awareness to some important health topics, but I encourage you to please consult your physician for personalized medical advice. So today I decided to do something a little different on the Millennial Health Podcast. You guys know I love bringing on guests. I love having conversations. I really feed off the energy of others. I am like extrovert (laughs) dictionary definition. But I wanted to talk a little more about my personal journey and kind of what I'm going through and where I am in this phase. Most of you know by now that I am expecting. My husband and I are really excited that we are expecting our first child. Uh, She will be a baby girl. And we couldn't be happier. But I've certainly learned a lot of lessons along the way. Some really good ones, some (laughs) raise your eyebrows, throw the phone away lessons. Uh, But all in all, um, I'm grateful for the journey and where we currently are uh, with just a few weeks to go. So I recognized very early on in this process that I was going to need to make some changes. I just did not have the capacity to continue doing all the things that I used to do. I still have a full-time job as a family physician. I still see patients full-time in the clinic And I work in a rural setting, so I also round in the hospital. I have nursing home patients. At times, I have to help my colleagues in the ER and uh, respond to requests from the assisted living. It's really full-spectrum family medicine. And that in itself is a full-time job. I mean, that keeps you busy regardless. And then not to mention, we are still in a pandemic. The pandemic never ended, though I think we all wished that it had. And we're grateful that the numbers did decline. Things did slow down so we could enjoy somewhat of a late spring and early summer. But unfortunately, the numbers are rising again. And one of the challenging things we're seeing now are the numbers are much higher in younger children and younger adults, unfortunately, many of whom are unvaccinated. As we know, the Pfizer vaccine is FDA 
not approved, but has emergency use authorization, totally different things uh, for um, up to age 12, but unfortunately not younger than that. So we still have that population, which is extremely vulnerable. And then we still have a segment of the population that is eligible for the vaccine, but not for one reason or another, um, willing and or able to get vaccinated. And, you know, in being a doctor, that is really rough <laughs> right now, to say the least. You know, um, I completely respect and believe that everyone should have a right to make the decision that is in their own best interest, you know? But we're in a pandemic. Like, the decisions that are in your best interest aren't necessarily in the best interest of society as a whole. And in a pandemic, we have to look out for each other. My decisions affect you. Your decisions affect me. You know, there are many health decisions that are strictly personal, but unfortunately, I don't think this is one of them. It isn't. Um, especially if we're putting each other at risk, we are increasing opportunities for uh, variants to spread. That's not looking out for each other, you know? And on a personal note, speaking as a physician, I try so hard to do the right things to protect myself, to protect my family. You know, I'm pregnant, so I'm protecting a really vulnerable baby here. And I am vaccinated. I did receive one of my shots when I was aware that I was pregnant. You know, but my logic at the time was if I am not healthy, if I am not well, if I am not safe, there's no way I can protect this life inside of me. And that was the reason I made the very tough choice back in December of 2020 when the vaccines were new, <laughs> when, you know, they were just available to the public for COVID-19. So not the technology being new, the technology has been around, but, you know, once the vaccines for COVID-19 got on the market, you know, but we are in fall of 2021. I mean, the data is there. Millions have been vaccinated. And I don't want to make light of the situation or anything, but I haven't grown a third eye yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I have no extra like hands or legs or <laughs> none of those things, you know, and I have worked directly with COVID-19 positive patients who are very sick and in the hospital and really able to transmit the virus. And I do think it was the vaccine in addition to appropriate PPE that has kept me safe all this time. But one of the questions, I don't know, I asked myself as a doctor, and I wish I probably had the guts to ask this to some people who are unvaccinated. You know, I wouldn't say this ever in my capacity as a physician, but it, it crosses my mind. And so I'll share it with you here. You know, um, do you think it's fair? Like, do you think it's fair that in this pandemic, right, this is a pandemic, we're all trying to do the very best that we can to make it out of this thing alive and well 
right? So in this pandemic, if we have tools available at our disposal and we are not using those tools, we're not getting vaccinated, we're not wearing masks, we're not avoiding large overcrowded events, especially indoors, you know, is it fair to then put your healthcare professionals at risk when you do get sick and rush to the hospital? You know, the doctor and the nurse and the respiratory therapist and even the individual working in environmental services. I mean, we're not robots. We're not, you know, super human immune machines. Like we are people too who want to stay alive and who want to stay healthy and who want to be around for our families and who do pride ourselves on caring for those who are ill and those who need our help. But at what point is it also your responsibility to try and help yourself in the form of wearing masks, getting the vaccine, which I've recorded multiple episodes at this point talking about the vaccine. So definitely refer back to those if you want to hear a little more about the actual technology and some of the data behind this. I have a wonderful pharmacist who's done some of those episodes with me and shared really valuable information, you know, and avoiding these really big overcrowded events, especially ones that are indoors. You know, it just feels, I don't know, to those of us in medicine, like a slap in the face. Like I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I want to do it because I feel like doing it. And if something happens to me, you better fix it. And it's it's not a good feeling. It's genuinely, genuinely not a good, a good feeling. You know, there's this narrative floating around about healthcare professionals being like heroes and you know, I'll be honest, I talk to a lot of people who work in healthcare in various capacities, and we are not feeling like heroes. <laughs> we are feeling defeated. And I think many of us are staring at this next wave uh, with the Delta variant in our face. And we're just like, oh my God, <laughs> like we can't, we can't do this again. Like we are pulling from energy in some I don't know, superhuman places at this point in time. So I don't know. I'd ask you if you're listening and you happen to be someone who doesn't believe in wearing masks, who hasn't gotten their vaccine, or you have close family members who haven't gotten the vaccine, to consider that, you know, when you get sick, you come to the hospital, you come to the ER, you come to the clinic, and you are trusting us to do the very best we can for you then. So why don't you trust us when we're asking you to do the very best for yourself now, to not even get into a position where you need us so critically in an inpatient uh, setting? So that has certainly been weighing heavily <laughs> on my mind as a pregnant uh, physician because, guys, it's, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. It's really not fair. Um, there's a lot of information out there in the world now to support the use of the vaccines. But I have learned a few other things um, since being pregnant that I would like to share. Um, I guess I'll give my top five. How about we run down my top five? So uh, number one, 
I've had to become very selective with my time and my energy. Pregnancy to me has felt like constant exhaustion. (laughs) There was seriously a point where I felt I was being drugged. I was like, there is no way, like, I I was I was being drugged. I'm I'm positive of it at this point in time because not even some toothpicks could keep my eyes open. It was just exhaustion and and the kind that like sleep doesn't fix. <laughs> so th- I really had to become selective about my time and my energy. I had to start turning down speaking engagements. I had to start turning down podcasting requests. I mean, for me to do those things, that's huge because those are things I love doing. Some people hate, you know, the networking and the public speaking. Oh, I love, love, love interacting uh, with others. I told you, true extrovert. But I just didn't have the energy to do it all. And so I had to get very selective about what I'd continue doing. And that was really hard for me because it felt as though I was quitting, as though I was giving up on some of my own dreams or giving up on, you know, some of the things I'd worked so hard to kind of lay the foundation to even have those opportunities. But then I had to see it in a different light. You know, I had to reframe the way that I looked at some of those changes that I needed to make. So that was huge. Then number two, I had to learn to walk away from things I could no longer do. And that for me, y'all, that was hard. (laughs) That was hard. I actually sat on the board of a wonderful organization. I won't say their name, but a wonderful organization. I thought they were doing amazing work. But when I sat and took inventory of the different things I was doing, the activities I was involved in, I just recognized that I couldn't scale back on some things. Some things just really had to go. Like I need to get out of the Slack chat or the group chat. I need to get off the email thread. I need to relinquish the position and allow someone who had the time, who had the energy, and who was in a better place to occupy that position. The world does not end because you decide to no longer do something that you'd been doing previously, or you decide to change paths or change course. And that was like a huge thing for me to just get used to, to say, you know, like, it's totally, totally, totally fine for me to just walk away from some of this responsibility. And, you know, obviously I did it in a respectful uh, manner. I spoke to the people I had to speak to. I gave them ample notice, ample time. Um, but I had to learn to say no. And that was a really hard one. But I'd encourage you guys, if you're at that point in your life where some things, they just need to get on the chopping block and they've got to go. You are still you. You have not lost the essence of who you are because you are doing one, two, or three less things. Lesson number three that I have learned, I had to get comfortable with downtime. I am totally one of those people who I'm such a planner. Oh, I just love at the beginning of the year, spending some time in Target, going through all of the different planners and 
choosing a really nice one. I mean, things are color coded. They're so organized. And I have, I keep them actually. I have planners going back to high school. I actually just cleaned out our office, our spare bedroom in preparation for the baby and found so many of my planners from years ago. So this is not a new thing for me at all. Not a new habit. This is so me. But I just love doing that. One of the things I didn't recognize, though, is that I wasn't scheduling any downtime. I felt every moment had to be occupied with something. Every moment needed to be spent doing something. And if I wasn't, I was being unproductive. I was wasting time. And I don't know where I got that lesson from, but it was a bad one (laughs) and something I totally needed to unlearn and something I'm very happy that uh, pregnancy has kind of forced me to engage. I need downtime. Like I don't need to have something planned every second of every day. Actually, I don't even need to have something planned every day. I can have a whole day on my calendar with nothing on it. And that is okay. Pre-pregnancy, Jay Sheree? Uh -uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh-uh. That was not a thing. That is a wasted time. Especially if it's a day that I'm not working as a doctor. I mean, that's the day to squeeze in all of my podcasting and interviews and writing. And oh my gosh, no way. But now... Guys, I have become an expert at sitting on this couch and sleeping, (laughs) watching Netflix, reading a book. Um, The only thing I try to not fill the time with or the downtime with is doom scrolling on social media. So I think you guys may have also recognized that my social media activity has decreased significantly compared to what it once was. But I think that leads me to lesson number four, which is protect your peace. I'll say that one again for the people in the back. Protect your peace peace. You do not need to be a part of every conversation. You don't need to contribute to every social media rant. I mean, there were so many things that took place in medicine Um, especially on med Twitter, that I felt, you know, I really should contribute to this conversation. A really big one was, um, the JAMA scandal, you know, I actually helped to co-create a series on race and medicine for hippo education and the labor of love and hard work that that project has been like really struck a chord when I heard this JAMA piece. I'm like, did somebody edit this? <laughs> did someone review this before release? Um, And that's speaking as someone who produces race and medicine content. But I think I was about three going on four months pregnant when that happened. And ooh, that morning sickness and that like, fatigue and the exhaustion. I mean, it was at its peak at that point. And I chose to protect my peace. Would I have added value to that conversation? I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have, to be fair, like a million people commented on that conversation. So 
Maybe. <laughs> I didn't even need to say anything in the first place. But as someone who produces a similar content, who works in that space, I really had strong feelings that I wanted to voice, but decided against it because protecting my peace was more important at that time. And so I'd encourage you to do that as well. We can't take up every argument, every fight. I mean, now I'm watching the news and it is so heartbreaking. I mean, everything happening in Afghanistan right now, everything happening in Haiti right now, COVID-19 and the Delta variant and mass mandates and <laughs> the amount of fights that that is starting legally. And it's just every day, it's something new every day. I mean, God bless Wolf Blitzer. If you ever turn on CNN when Wolf is starting, it's like breaking news. So like one day I had to say myself, like, is there ever a day where there's no breaking news? Because I think you start your show with the same breaking news thing every single day. <laughs> But the truth is there is some breaking news every day and you cannot allow it all to enter inside of you. You have to protect your peace on some level. You absolutely do. And that leads me to number five, lesson learned in pregnancy. And I acknowledge these are lessons I probably should have learned before pregnancy, but it took my little one to kind of slow me down a little so that I could finally grasp some of these. But um, number five is say yes to you. Say yes to you. I think for me, you know, if I don't say yes to me, I am also saying not yes to my little one that is fully um, dependent on me at this point in time. The air that I breathe, the food that I eat, the multivitamin that I remember or don't <laughs> remember to take sometimes. So that's such a heavy burden. So I think that's probably why that was such an easy lesson for me to learn in pregnancy. But I want to keep this one going even after I deliver and I no longer have another human 100% dependent on me because after she's born, she'll have her dad who uh, he could feed her too <laughs> and rock her to sleep too and change a diaper too. Um, she is the first grandchild for my parents. She'll be very much loved and spoiled. But I want to continue saying uh, yes to me. And that includes some of the things we talked about before, right? So yes to protecting my peace. Yes to downtime and rest if I need it. Yes to asking for help. Yes to outsourcing things that I can't do anymore. Yes for just logging off. You know, the world doesn't end if you don't keep up with your consistent social media posts, you know, every single day that you swore you were going to do at the start of the year for your marketing strategy, right? Like, should you try to be consistent? Yes. Should you aim to be consistent? Yes. But always ask at what cost and make sure you are saying yes to yourself in the process. So that's been me and that's been pregnancy thus far. Um, some lessons that I've learned and I hang my head because I'm like, these are things that I shouldn't have had to get pregnant to recognize. But here we are, better late than never. And so I'm sharing them with you all. 
we will continue this conversation uh, in two weeks with a new episode where we are going to talk about stress and burnout because that's another major issue that we've got to get into. But I decided to make that its own episode. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Millennial Health Podcast. Though my goal is to share some valuable information and draw awareness to some important health issues, I encourage you to please consult your physician for personalized medical advice. I hope this information was beneficial to you. And if so, please subscribe to the Millennial Health Podcast and share with your friends. Please also leave us a review. If you have questions or comments, feel free to reach out on Instagram or Twitter at Dr. J. Sheree, D-R-J-A-Y-S-H-E-R-E-E.